Born for the pop, give yourself a break so you can kick it back like a couch potato. And life will have to wait till way, way later. Oh boy. So, the other day, I was looking down on my red shoes on the gray sidewalk while I was walking downtown. My mom was volunteering at the library there, and I decided to go visit her. It wasn't that I missed her. I just wanted to see her. That is very different, right? It was rather busy there because it was a Friday afternoon. Things were also kind of unusual that day. For example, there were a man washing all the windows of City Hall. But they were doing it while they were walking around on stilts. Stilts so big they could reach the third floor windows with it. They made it look easy, but it seemed sketchy to me nonetheless, especially because it was on a little hill. The other thing that was weird was there was a big group of ladies, even older than my mom, who were practicing their dance routine on the lawn, while they were all wearing bright purple bathing suits. They had matching bathing caps and everything. It was quite the sight to behold, especially because it seemed like they had all brought their own chihuahua with them. And none of these dogs had been trained well enough to sit quietly and not bark, so it was quite loud and chaotic out there. I did not get too distracted, though, because I was focused on something else. I was walking on the sidewalk, one that had a lot of cracks in it and I had to make sure to pay close attention to where I placed my feet. Crocodiles and whatnot. Not that I lived in an area where anybody had seen any crocodiles for the last 600,000 years or something. But still, you don't want to get eaten by a crocodile simply for stepping on a crack in the sidewalk, now do you? But the main reason I did not want to step on any cracks was because I was a ninja. Ninjas use this technique as a training to get even better. Every day. So there I was. Big step. Small step. Oops. Almost stepped on that crack. Like I said. I was walking downtown because I was on my way to go visit my mom who was volunteering at the library. But then all of a sudden I heard this screaming come from the direction where the bank was. And as I looked in that direction I saw four grown-up ninjas come running from the bank with these big bags over their shoulders. Now that I paid better attention, I could hear what they were yelling. They kept screaming, Get out of our way! We just robbed the bank! So now I knew what was in those big bags. Money. These ninjas were really big and strong and they pushed all the people that were on their path out of the way. It happened that they turned on the sidewalk towards my direction and when they got to me, they knocked me over as well. The one that had the biggest bag over his shoulder knocked me over the head with it. The bag was about the size of 10 basketballs combined. Lucky for me, it was filled with paper money and not coins, so it was not too painful. Though, I did end up in some rose bushes. That's never a fun feeling when the thorns of the rose bush poke your skin in all the wrong places. 
especially my behind. So to say the least, I was upset. And I yelled after him, not cool, you'll pay a price for that. But all four of them just laughed as they kept on running, which made me only more upset. And before I knew it, I was chasing these bank-robbing ninjas down the street. And because I was not carrying any big bags myself, I had an easy time catching up with them. The one who was closest to me noticed me first and yelled out to the others, Check this out, guys! That boy we pushed over wants to fight us! They all stopped now to turn around and face me. Uh-oh. What had I gotten myself into this time? They all were laughing, and one even swung at me to punch me with an uppercut to make me fly into the air. But my ninja instincts kicked in and I moved quickly out of the way and kicked him on the knee hard. Maybe I should have not done that because now all four of them were attacking me. Lucky for me though, they were all still holding a big bag in one hand so they could only hit me so much. I did my best to defend myself and having all that ninja training through the years sure helped out a lot. One of the ninjas spoke to the others and said, Hey, Let's set our bags down for a moment and beat this kid up a little faster. All four of them now moved in on me from all different directions without those big bags holding them back any longer. It made it hard to keep up with where the next fist or kick would come from as they all moved closer to me. But as they closed in on me all the way, I was able to sneak out through the legs of one of them. And I used the element of surprise to beat them up real quick. What I did not know was that 10 more ninjas were hiding to make sure the four bank robbing ninjas could escape safely. These 10 ninjas now came out from the woodworks to attack me. Lucky for me, the first fight had worn me up, so I took these 10 ninjas out in no time. I now grabbed the four bags of money and ran away. Back to the bank, of course. But I had a hard time doing so because all the people that were downtown wanted to come congratulate me. Even the whole swim team and the window washers came over to tell me how good a job I had done. They all wanted to tell me how much of a hero they thought I had been. I agreed. I had done something special, especially if you think about it. Everyone else had been hiding while I had fought those ninjas all by myself. So I got it. But was there really a need for all of them to go down on their knees for me? Not really. So I said to them, Please, get up. I'm really not that special. If you knew as many ninja tricks as me, you would have done the same thing. One of them spoke up. We are not bowing down for you at all. The royal princess herself just arrived and is standing right behind you. That is why we're bowing down on our knees. Well, (laughs) that was embarrassing. I turned around and saw for myself that the princess herself was standing right behind me. She looked amazing. And she mentioned to everyone, I heard that the bank was being robbed, so I came to see what could be done about it. A woman in the crowd spoke up. The young man right in front of you fought off the 14 robbers and took all the money back from them. 
The princess looked surprised to hear such a thing was even possible. And now she said to me, Wow, I have all my savings in that bank and I would have been super sad if all my money had been gone. Thank you so much. She now leaned forward to kiss me on the lips. I always hated kisses, but now that I actually got my first kiss, I kind of liked it. But don't tell anybody. The surprising thing was that out of nowhere, I heard my mom scream, Ew, disgusting. This was surprising for many reasons. One was, where did she come from all of a sudden? And second, I always thought she loved kisses. After all, she was the one that was still giving me kisses when I no longer wanted to have anything to do with them. And then there's the fact I always see her kissing my dad. Yeah. But anyway, that one kiss from the princess felt so good, I wanted more. So I kept my eyes closed and my lips puckered. And sure enough, the princess kissed me again. Wow. What a lucky day this turned out to be. But my mom kept on being annoying and she yelled out again. This is so disgusting. Your room is a total mess. Wait a minute. Why is she all of a sudden talking about my room? I opened my eyes to see what was going on. And to my surprise, I was laying in my bed watching my mom standing in my bedroom door? How was this possible? I was hanging out with the princess one moment when all of a sudden... Wait, what? Had it all just been a dream? Ah! Something was moving on my chest which made me worried. Oh good, it's just the cat. The cat? Had I been kissing the cat's nose the whole time? Ew, that's disgusting! So I quickly pushed the cat off the bed and yelled to my mom, Close the door. I'm not ready yet. My life will have to wait. I turned around, closed my eyes, and tried to go back to sleep. The problem was I had to go pee really bad. I tried to deny it for a bit, but I really needed to go. This day was not starting out too well. I somehow made it to the hallway with my eyes half shut and was well on my way to the bathroom when my sister saw me and had this to say to me. Hey, lover boy, I heard you were dreaming of a princess. How did she know that? But the details did not matter because I went immediately in anger mode. I turned my head and yelled at her. Well, you'll never be a princess, that's for sure. But what I was not aware of was that my dad was in the bathroom and he was just coming out and because I was not looking where I was going, was it possible that he opened the door straight onto the side of my head? Ow! 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 Why is this happening to me? Why is everything going wrong this morning? I stood there for a moment with my eyes closed because I was tending to the bruise on my head. My dad apologized. Oh, sorry, buddy. You should have watched where you're going. I ignored him while I rubbed my head a little more before I decided to go into the bathroom. But, to my surprise, the door was closed and locked, too. So I knocked on the door. Who's in there? I hear my sister's voice respond. You missed your chance, slowpoke. I was 
furious. I was fuming. I was beside myself. I screamed at her. You get out of the bathroom immediately. I was here first. You have no right to sneak in front of me. I was screaming so loud. My mom heard it all the way from the kitchen and she told me to leave my sister alone. No fair. My bladder is about to explode and now my sister's in the bathroom and she'll take forever. My family's the worst. I never want to see them again. I should just leave. Well, this made me think of a plan. I could just go pee outside. After all, there are plenty of thirsty bushes around our house. I went to the front door, but before I stepped outside, I yelled this to my family. I am leaving, and don't think I'll ever come back again this time. This is it. Goodbye. I'll never see any of you again. I probably overreacted a little bit, but it felt good to say it in that moment. I went outside and I immediately noticed how cold it was. I was definitely not going to stay out here for more than a minute in this cold, so I quickly found the bush that needed watering the most and wanted to get over there before I peed in my pajama pants. I started to untie my pajama bottoms while I was still running over there and had them just untied when I stepped into something thorny. This stung the bottom of my foot really bad and I did not want to land on that foot again. Not with a thorn still stuck in there. This made me almost lose my balance, so I threw my arms in the air to regain my balance. Unfortunately for me, I had to let go of the ties of my pajama bottoms to do that. And this made my pants come down a little too quick. Because all of a sudden, they fell to my ankles, which made me abruptly not be able to take another step. And this caused me to somersault forward in between a couple of lavender bushes. With me on my back, my feet still kicking in the air with my bright yellow pajama pants up there to decorate them. I had to go so bad, you'd think this would have caused me to pee my pants. But I did not, because I was not wearing any pants. Just kidding. The tumble must have made my bladder bigger somehow, because all of a sudden, I did not need to go at all. Which was good, because I was kind of stuck in between these lavender bushes. I was trying to wiggle myself free, which was hard because I could not lower my legs at all. A lavender bush was right there, so I was doing my best to move over a bit, when all of a sudden a voice was heard saying, I don't even want to know what you're up to this time. It was my best friend who lived right next door. I responded to him. Oh, hi, Johnny. I fell down when I was trying to go pee. Can you help me up? He laughed for a bit and said, I wish your parents had a security camera in the yard. I would have loved to see that over and over. I was getting so annoyed with still being stuck, so I asked him, Can you help me already? He grabbed my feet that were still flailing in the air and turned my whole body a little with them and then said, Give me your hand. I held up my hand and he grabbed it and then pulled me up to my feet. Thanks. I dusted myself off while he stood there with a big shit-eating grin on his face. What's so funny? He responded. Seeing those legs of yours stick out from the lavender bushes with your yellow pajama pants around them was so hilarious. I wanted to change the subject quickly because obviously this was not one of my proudest moments in life. Why are you here? It worked. He shifted his focus. I came to ask if I could get a ride with you guys to school. My brother and I started the day fighting, 
and I don't want to be in the car with him. As I walked away from him, I answered, Sure, I'll tell my mom, but I gotta go now. I'm going to create Lake Superior over here. And I did. So now you know the history behind Lake Superior. <laughs> I joined the family for breakfast, and I appreciated that the heat was on full blast, so I could warm up again from being out in the cold. I managed to be around them in the kitchen without them being too annoying towards me. I basically just avoided them as much as I could. I had to stay focused anyway. I took so long going pee and falling over in those darn bushes, I had to make up for a lot of time. In the end, I was still the last one to get in the van. Though that is not unusual because I'm always still looking for something. My mom likes to tell me I should put away my stuff where it belongs. But I know better than that. It's the fairies that like to play tricks on me and hide my things whenever they can. But either way, we still made it to school on time. And let me tell you what it's like when I step into the school that I go to. And trust me, I'm not exaggerating one bit when I tell you this. It's the straight truth, cut and dry, sliced and buttered, sent and received. When I walk through my school, everyone steps aside for me, even most of the teachers. And it's not because I'm mean, because I'm not. And it's not because I'm big either. In fact, I'm one of the littlest in my class and even in the whole school. But nonetheless, everyone will step out of the way for me. Even if some of the bigger kids don't see me coming, I will stop right behind them and say, Excuse me. And guarantee you, they will step aside for me so that I don't have to walk around them. That is the kind of respect I get from all the other kids. But like I said, I'm not a mean kid. In fact, if I see some bigger kids tease or team up on one of the littler kids, I'll yell at them. Don't make me come over there. For sure, these kids will apologize to me and immediately walk away from whatever bullying thing they were doing. I guess they all just really like me. I'm sure they are a little scared of me as well, but I really believe they also have a lot of respect for me. You believe me, right? I'll give a good example of what it's like, so you really get the picture. It involves my sister. My sister and I might not get along at home, but that doesn't mean I won't stand up for her when she needs it. So my sister, who is three years older than me, was being bothered by one of the boys from her class. He was pulling her hair, and I even saw him punch her once or twice. I merely walked over there and did not care he was about two heads taller than me. I wouldn't be surprised if he weighed twice as much as me, but none of that bothered me or made me afraid. I walked straight up to him and said, Stop harassing my sister right now. He looked at me and stepped back right away. I'm so sorry, the big boy said. I'll do my best not to do it again. But it's hard, you know, being a boy. Don't tell anyone this, but I actually like your sister. But being that I'm a boy, the only thing I can think of to get her attention is do dumb things like pull her hair or hit her on the shoulder. I know she'd be probably happier if I made her a drawing with lots of pink hearts and butterflies on it. But like I said, I'm a boy. That stuff does not come natural to me. I told him, too much information. My sister's admirer walked away and I turned around to face my best friend, Johnny. Wherever I go, he goes. We are best friends, although we are very different. I'm one of the shortest in the class while he is before the biggest. 
I don't know how he gets to be this big. It's not what his parents feed him because half the meals, I'm over there eating the same thing. And most of the time when I'm not eating over there, he's eating over at my place. So that can't be it. If it was the case that he actually spent a lot of time lifting weights and doing lots of exercises to gain all that muscle he was carrying around, it would make sense. But he doesn't. When he's not hanging out with me, you can find him at home reading magazines. By now, you probably figured out why everyone was always stepping out of the way for me. It was because Johnny was there as well. And if people were not intimidated enough by the mere size of my buddy, he'd have this other trick up his sleeve. Like when this new kid came to our school and he did not know who we were. Well, let me tell you what happened. So this kid is new to school. And he is standing in the middle of the hallway while trying to figure out where the classroom was where he needed to go. It so happened he was in the middle of my path, so I stopped right behind him and said, Excuse me. The kid looked to see who was standing behind him. And after he looked down a bit to find me, he asked me, Is there a problem? I was annoyed. Did I really have to explain myself? I was feeling nice, so I explained myself anyway. You? are in my way. That's the problem. The new kid looked around and saw tons of space either to the left or to the right for me to easily move around him. I had seen it too, but I was not about to use it when clearly he was blocking the easiest path for me to follow. He tried to reason with me. You can easily pass by me, you know. I stepped aside, but not to walk around him. I only did it to make more room for Johnny. Johnny brought his face real close to the new kid's face and did his special trick. He simply held his breath for a very long time, but what it looked like to the new kid is that Johnny's face got really big, and I mean really big, and soon his face started to look like it was about to explode from anger. And the new kid, like everyone else who has ever witnessed this, got out of the way before Johnny had to erupt in rage. Yes, it worked again. If you can keep a secret, you can listen to the following part. But if you think you might tell others, you should really skip this part. Even if you think you might tell only one other person, you have to skip this next part. Because if you're going to tell only one other person, that person might only tell one other person. But the problem is, that could go on forever and everyone would still find out. So no telling anyone. Good. So now that it's only us people who don't do any gossiping stuff, let's hear what the secret is all about. Johnny looks like he's the toughest and meanest kid in the world. But the truth is, he's not like that at all. Once, Johnny and I found a lizard, and we had been playing with it for a while. At one point, when Johnny turned away, I put a stick down his shirt and yelled, LIZARD! He ran so fast, he covered the distance of four blocks before I could say, Just kidding! That's how scared he was, and he was always the same with fighting. Whenever Johnny and I wrestle, I win most of the time. And during the wrestling, he will cry out a lot, Oh, that hurts my wrist! Please stop doing that! Or, Oh, that hurts my knee the way I'm bending it with you on top of me! Please get off me! Really, he's a bit of a softie. But no one knows that. And none of you guys will tell anyone. So, it will always remain our little secret. Once, he came with me to go visit my aunt, who had just had a baby, and we were playing with the baby. 
My mom had gotten a little shaker for the baby to play with. But the baby kept dropping it, so Johnny and I made it our job to pick it up and put it back in the baby's hand. And you know how little ones are. The timing is still a little off. So it would happen that the baby would swing his arm like it was going to throw the shaker across the room. But then it would only barely fall out of its hand. Or sometimes even worse, the shaker would not even fall forward, but straight back. Well, at one time those little chubby baby arms actually did throw the shaker and it hit Johnny in the upper arm. I looked up at Johnny's face when he did not immediately pick it up and noticed his face looked like he was about to start crying. I told him there and then, Don't even think about it. Don't you even think about it. Your pain tolerance is not that low. You might as well start crying if the wind blows in your direction. Got a grip on himself and told me, I was not about to start crying. Really, I wasn't. Well, if you should know anything about people who lie, it's this. When they use the word really, they're actually lying. I'll give you an example. I have never told anyone a lie. Really, I'm not lying. Ha, <laughs> I hope you got that one. Another good story is how we found out how we had this fun trick we could play on people. The one where people get scared because Johnny turns all red. It had to do with Johnny's older brother and it happened in one of the first weeks of school. Johnny and his brother don't get along so well. Not like me and my older sister. They really don't like each other and they even end up fighting quite often. While my sister and I just tease each other most of the time. Anyway, so one day at school Johnny and I were playing by ourselves during recess. Johnny had brought a piece of Lego with him to school, which you were not supposed to. Well, he had just pulled it out to show me, when his brother, who was two years older than us, came over with some of his friends. When Johnny heard his brother's voice, he knew he had to quickly hide the Lego piece, otherwise his brother was bound to tell one of the teachers. And I don't know why he did it, but he did. He hit the Lego ninja in his mouth. Not a good idea, because how are you going to talk like this? The first thing his brother says to Johnny is, Why did you have to come to the same school as me? I have to see you at home all the time already and now you are here as well. Usually Johnny's not shy about talking back to his brother, but today he kept quiet. His brother got excited that Johnny was not talking back, because now he could say whatever he wanted to say without getting interrupted. And he did. He said all kinds of nasty things to Johnny and about Johnny. I was just going to step in between Johnny and his brother to protect Johnny when one of his brother's friends pointed out, Wow, Johnny looks like he's about to explode. I looked at Johnny and sure enough, he had turned red because the silly guy had been holding his breath the whole time. One of the other friends of his brother added, This could turn ugly. Well, I saw my opportunity and hoped I could instill some real fear in these boys. So I started saying some things that were not entirely true. Some of you might have heard of the Hulk, that guy that turns green when he's angry and gets really strong. Well, I used a little of that to inspire me when I said things like this. Oh yeah, you better watch out. One time, I saw him lift up a car when he got angry. Another time, he took on five men by himself just because they said something funny about him. He even stopped a truck once that was about to drive over a little boy that ran after his ball. Really, I'm not kidding. 
I made up all this stuff, but it sure sounded good when I said it. I noticed it had an effect on all the boys, and so for dramatic effect, without the others noticing, I gave Johnny a little push in the back that made him lunge a little toward the other boys, and it scared them enough to start running. Which was good timing, because Johnny could not hold his breath any longer. He spit out the Lego piece and took a deep breath. I started laughing and Johnny soon joined me after he had caught his breath. I told Johnny, we have to take advantage of this. We have to. We got our heads together and started whispering up a good plan. Oh, sorry about that. I'll turn the volume up for you. You and me, tricky, and, and we will. Oh, is that still not loud enough? Sorry about that. Let me raise the volume even a little more so that you can hear everything I said to Johnny. I said to Johnny, I think we should use it on some other kids as well. But who should we use it on? Johnny wanted. I told him, we should use it on some of the kids that have been going around bullying other kids. Johnny got a smile on his face and asked, Okay, when shall we start? Well, I told him, how about now? We have the momentum going for ourselves. Johnny nodded his head and eyes as to point to something behind me. I looked around and saw Steve Ballmer, the biggest bully in school. He was also somehow very popular. I think that's how we got away with it. He was standing by himself, which would help us out greatly. I looked back at Johnny and we locked eyes. We both had a smile on our faces and nodded our heads up and down to say yes. As we walked over, I told Johnny, let me do the talking and you just stand behind me. But don't start holding your breath too soon. But also not too long either, okay? Johnny let me know that he knew what he needed to do. I walked straight up to Steve Palmer and stood right in front of him. Before I said anything, I made sure Johnny was standing right behind me. Though I made sure I did this, not by looking behind me, but by sensing and hearing him. I figured if I looked around, it would give away too much. Like always, I knew Johnny had my back, like I had his. Hey, Steve Ballmer, it's time you stop bullying any of the kids here. He started laughing. Who are you to tell me anything? I squinted my eyes a bit, like I was getting serious, which I was, and told him, You might not want to find out, buddy. I noticed Steve looking over my shoulder at something that was going on behind me, and we all know what that was. He still had it in him to be brave, or at least sound brave, when he said, Ha! Like I ever get scared easy. He sounded confident, but right after he said it, he looked over my shoulder again to check what was going on with Johnny. He looked back at me, but only for a split second because I saw his eyes go back to looking at Johnny. Stop bothering me, he said. This told me we were getting through to him, and it was time to make our demands be known. I'm telling you, Steve Ballmer, if I ever see you do any more bullying, you're really going to see something. At this point, he wasn't even looking at me anymore. His eyes totally focused on Johnny, and he could not turn his eyes away any longer. Just leave me alone, he blurted out. Next, he quickly turned around and walked away with big steps. I turned around and faced Johnny, who still had his mean face on, and I must say, I even got scared and jumped back a bit. He took a breath, and he came back to look in his own sweet self. He already had a big smile on his face when he said, I just looked straight in his eyes and let my mean face do the talking. 
I jumped in and told him what it looked like to me when I saw it for a second. When I turned around and saw your mean face, it made me want to run too. We laughed and high-fived each other. Later that day, we saw Steve Ballmer in the hallway and both Johnny and I noticed he kind of moved away from us. We had a feeling the message had gotten through. But old habits are hard to let go of. Two days later, we saw Steve Ballmer bullying some littler kids. Steve Ballmer was not by himself this time, and he had some friends standing around him. I told Johnny, it's all or nothing. We'll sneak up on him from behind. I'll tap him on the shoulder, and you make sure you have your mean face on, okay? Johnny had a big smile on his face. He was ready to go. Some of the friends of Steve Ballmer were standing right behind him, and they were standing in the way of us getting through. I figured the best way to go about it was to really go all the way by just pushing them out of the way. I cleared the way this way and tapped Steve Ballmer on the shoulder. He looked around and looked at me, but only for a second, because he quickly looked over my shoulder and his eyes opened wide. He only needed a split second to make up his mind. He turned back to the kids he had been bullying and said, I'm, I'm sorry, you guys. Uh, I should not have been saying those things. That was not very nice of me. He looked at his friends and told them, Come on, you guys. Let's do something different. And they all walked away. The kids, who had been getting bullied, had their jaws dropped down to the lowest setting possible. They could not believe what had just happened. I think at first they were not sure what to think of us either. But after Johnny had let go of his mean face and started smiling again, and after they saw us high-five each other, they figured we were nice. I told the kids some superhero-like stuff. Call us when you're in need. They never said anything in response. I think it was because they had trouble moving their jaws. Don't worry, it was not permanent. A week or so later, they came and found us on the playground to update us on some of the developments. Johnny and I had not been at school the day before because our class had a school trip that day. And here is what these kids said about what had happened while we were gone. The littlest one did the talking, actually. Yesterday, Steve Ballmer came up to us again with some of his friends, and he was starting to bully us again. But you know what I did? I told him I was going to tell you two about it if he bullied us again. And do you know what he said after he thought about it for a second? Well, I must say this kid did not actually want me to guess because he continued to talk himself. Steve Ballmer said he was only kidding and had not been serious. And they walked away. The little kid continued. But do you know what I think? I think he got scared and came up with the quick excuse that he had been joking. Right? The end. The end of the story. The end. But there's more, oh, much more to come. So it's the end, but, you know, not the end. The end. The end. Okay, I'll be right there, Mom.